What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the first ever Fantasy Frenzy podcast. Uh, my name is Benjamin Padalero. I'm super excited to be here with you today. I'm your host. Uh, I'm also here with my co-hosts, Robert Armstrong and Tyler Mastro Marino. How we doing, boys? Doing well, doing well. Excited to be here. Excited to get this started. Doing fantastic. I'm excited to talk football. Yeah, I feel like this has been a long time coming. Um, you know, we've been in this in the league together for a while, and you know, we always banter and compare opinions and thoughts, and you know, a lot of bragging rights in our league. So I feel like this is only you know this is only right to do this kind of thing. Um, just to briefly introduce ourselves, like I said, my name is Ben. Um, the three of us met in college. We went to Southern New Hampshire University. Um, We've been in a fantasy football league together for like seven years now, right? I think we said it's been like seven years. Freshman year, 2013, basically right at the start. Yeah, so we met like, well, Rob and I, we were in the same program, so I met you like the first day there, but um, I didn't meet Tyler until like two weeks later. I went went back to my dorm room one day and Tyler was just there ripping NHL on my Xbox. I was like, all right, what's up? Yeah, I was playing NHL with your roommate, EB, and I only met him because I accidentally skipped class because I didn't know the time frame it was in, so we were that close to never meeting. Feels like that practice continued on throughout the rest of your time there. <laughs> maybe I'm just being, a, maybe I'm just being <laughs> mean. Just a little bit. Just a little bit I practiced skipping classes. <laughs> it's all good. So, yeah, like I said, we went to college together. We played all kinds of intramurals together. Um, flag football, we were the best team to never win the championship, I think what, is what we called ourselves after we won like three times and never won. So, Rob, we tried We tried hard, your quarterback, every time, and couldn't make it happen. Could not. I did a great job warming the bench. <laughs> lead, lead blocker, lead blocker. Yeah, I was lead blocker, and then I kind of blossomed out to like a tight end role our last year there, but we still, although it seems like we did worse when I was not blocking, so it's probably my fault. Um, but anyway, so yeah, our fantasy football league, it's called Cheers to Beers, um, and we've been in it for, like I said, like seven years now. Um, the name came about because one spring break we went on, we went down to um, Hilton Head Island in South Carolina. It was me, Tyler, and one of our other buddies. Uh, Brian Evans, who we call Ginge. Um, and wait, Tyler, how do we even come up with that name? I don't even remember. Drunk nonsense. Is there any other explanation <laughs> needed? Well, okay, well, yeah, we'll go with drunk nonsense. Anyway, so, yeah, one night we started shouting out the term cheers to beers, and then, you know, the next year it became the name of our fantasy football league, and the rest is history from there. Yeah, if I want to um, step in, the names we've been throwing out, EB, Ginge, Brian Evans, are all people in the league still, so um, our idea is to get them on eventually, so you'll be able to hear their side of things as well, but we're, just, we're not just throwing out names to confuse you, they're, they're, they actually are still in the league, and, and and that's kind of why these stories are so great about how these names come out of nowhere, because they're still here seven years later. Yeah, that's actually, that's actually what I was going to um, kind of move into next, so the rest of the people in our league... Um, We've always had an eight-man league, except for one year. I think we had ten, um, and that year, that year was weird. But anyway, so yeah, eight eight-man league. Um, it's it's me, Robin Tyler, obviously, and then Brian Evans, um, Brandon Eby, um, Ian Boshane, who's going to do a lot of writing for us. Um, he's actually working on a piece right now. We're excited to get that to you guys um, tomorrow. Um, this year we have Dem- Namadi Timothy. Um, 
and who am I missing? I know I'm forgetting somebody. Elegant. His, on his birthday. Well, not today. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Aaron Gilmore. So all those people have been in the league since we started, except for Ian and um, Damati, and we're pumped to have them in the league. Um, you know, like Rob said, we can't wait to get them on here. But yeah, we had a 10-man league one year. We tried it out. We had Steve Dennis, um, who I would be honored to have on the show at some point. And then Brian Evans' brother, um, Adam, who goes by Ace. And that year was weird. I don't know. Why did we not go back to 10 people? I don't remember. I think it was just struggling to get. So we obviously did through college. We had the same eight, I think, throughout college because we're obviously all in college together. And then the year we graduated, people kind of, when you leave college, you go on, do your own thing. So it was kind of hard to get everyone back together. So then if you're not really in the league, then some people left. Um, We've had so many people leave and go that I think it was unrealistic for us to even get 10 guys consistent. And, and And I think over the last three to four years, our number one thing is try to be, we've been trying to get more consistent. Um, and, and I think that's why the podcast coming out now is ideal because I think now the past two years, probably three years realistically have actually been really solid. Um, yep. we've had the same now going forward we're uh, Ian and Damani, I think plan to stay. So we're going to yeah, have the same definitely. eight guys. It's not going to be this over. I think one year we had like one of our friends who doesn't even watch like football that much play fantasy football at all stepped in just because we needed oh, yeah. the guy last second and i think we even like paid his way in because like where it's like just please fill a spot like that was how dire it was getting but now we're here and we actually have eight guys consistent so yep we're here we have a nice set of rules we got our keepers going as well and we're keeping it consistent yeah i was actually just gonna say that so we definitely, you know, the first few years we did this, it was just like standard ESPN rules, like online draft. Um, and then I think two two years ago, um, we really started to kind of dig into our own rules and kind of figure out what we wanted for the league, kind of make it our own. Um, and we started, we also did a live draft. Actually, that was more than two years ago. That was like four years three, ago. Th- three or four now is the first year, because obviously after college, you and I and then EB – um all moved in together so we're all in the same house so three yeah, of the was, eight was there so it's a lot easier to bring five guys into somewhere where three people already live yeah that was 2016 so that was, this was our fourth live draft dang um anyway so yeah we went to a live draft ton of fun like rob said get all the guys together in the house tip a couple of cold cans back and you know dig into the draft um but we kind of got out, you know, some rules that we wanted our own to kind of customize the league to ourselves. Rob, if you want to kind of dive into some of the, you know, different rules we have from ESPN for our league. Yeah, so like you said, we kind of we we knew what fancy was, but we we were just like ESPN custom, ESPN custom, ESPN knows more than us. And then as as the league develops, we add more. Uh, we got PPR, which I think is now an ESPN custom, but really when it started, PPR was like this fun idea to add more points. Uh, that's, so that's like one of them. We obviously added keepers, which again is now becoming more ESPN custom or not custom ESPN standard is like keepers. Um, but we have it, we have two actually, because I just feel like, I think we all feel like in an eight man league, there's so many good players all ready to go around keeping two on your team that are fun, like draft spots, as everyone should know, probably listen to this, what keepers are. Um, you keep them from the year before that just adds another element. So having two is pretty cool on the roster. And then I think one of our biggest changes <laughs> happened an hour before the draft uh, this year. Not even. Um, yeah, well, I think the first message was about an hour before. We decided on about five minutes before. But we added, because again, going back to the, there's so many good players to go around in an eight-man league. We understand that. Like, yeah. when we're giving advice, we're going to try to give advice on 10 to 12-man leagues because 
an eight-man league overall is is there's so many players to go around you almost can't get it wrong sometimes um but because of that the added points we added a, a second flex spot um so that's a little bit different rule. So we have two flexes. Again, it's your normal flex of a wide receiver, tight end, running back. No Q, no second QB. We don't do that. I know some leagues do second QBs. We still have kicker and defense as well. I know some uh, leagues remove that. So I think that might be it we have outside of that. Um, going forward, yeah, and then, we're going to keep in first and second round if we want to go yeah. through all the rules. But like, So we have some detailed rules on top of some of the rules we already have um, that have just come up, like questions that have come up. COVID is this year, so we have some backup rules in case COVID ruins everything. <laughs> but yeah, for sure. And I think to kind of, you know to kind of touch on your point about the eight man league and um, Tyler, I'd love to hear your input on this. But you know, we could definitely get to a ten or twelve person league by just bringing in any random people. But we really try to keep it our core group um, and keep it to people that we all know, just so that you know it's fun, competitive, and it's not like. You know, Rob, if I brought one of my friends in, Rob wouldn't know who it is, or Evie wouldn't know. Like, that just takes the fun out of it for us. So we just rather would rather keep it our core group, keep it competitive. You know, everybody knows the rules. Um, Tyler, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Yeah, and one thing important for keeping the core group together is that we can be consistent with keepers. And if two people were to join the league, they'd kind of be out of luck with keepers. And with adding someone that you know... We all know that trading is an issue in this league since we leave trading up the vetoing trades and we get some unhappy customers vetoing every single trade regardless of if it's fair or not. So that, yes, that's so one we, of the ongoing concerns in our league, which is fun to deal with. Oh yeah, we are so our league definitely could never be the commissioner approves trades just because our league gets so competitive with trades and so meticulous. Excuse me. Unfortunately, there are some people that veto, vote to veto trades, um, no matter what. Um, we won't we won't name names because they're probably going to hopefully listen to this at some point. But um, so I think in our league, it's four votes re- required to veto a trade automatically. Um, and if it doesn't, we do a one day trade review. We got rid of the two days just because it didn't seem necessary. You know, like we said, we like to keep our league competitive, so we expect our um, our owners to check in you know, you know, check in frequently so they see a trade there if they were to vote on it. Um, Rob, I don't know if you have anything else on that or we can move into the, the draft itself. No, no, you kind of covered it with like the keepers and, and, and trying not to have this in and out. Like, I think you, the, my favorite point you touched on is like, we're just stop bringing in like one person's friend. So like as Ian and Damati are new, Damati also went to school with us, but like Ian is is technically yes your friend first and Evie's friend from high school, yeah. um, but he didn't join the league just because of you. Like he joined a flag football team with us as well, yeah. and we've played hockey with him and street hockey and stuff like that. So he's met like five or six of us. So like five or six of us are really bring him in before we just bring in like a one friend of a friend sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. And we're hoping to avoid that. And I feel like we have a really core solid group now, like you said. Um, but anyway, kind of moving into the draft, we wanted to kind of talk about our draft and how we structure it and kind of go through, you know, go through the draft itself and kind of share our analysis and, you know, compare it to ADPs and our personal rankings. Um, <clears throat> basically, we do we do a snake draft. Um, we randomly select a draft order. I think we do it like 30 days before the draft. So we have time to um, time to prepare and stuff. 
this year we we did the keepers 30 we we had to submit your keepers 30 days before and like rob said they take the um, draft spot that you drafted in the previous year um so we do 16 rounds um like rob said we changed it five minutes before the draft um and added an extra flex spot um so that spot came from the bench we didn't add an extra bench spot um we did add the ir spot for covid that um espn added this year right is that how that went rob yeah so we weren't sure so it was brought up actually um as most fantasy players listen this will know you're not only in one league as well so i I think like we all have another league we're in with some other friends of friends and all that different stuff so it came up in another uh league that i was in we espn didn't really give a answer yes or no on were covid players injured if like so say if they contract covid you're out two weeks or three weeks whatever it is if you actually get it you're probably out longer but like um they didn't say if it was injured reserve or you were going to be doubtful or anything like this. Could you go to injured reserve? So we added, we're debating between an extra flex spot or not an extra flex spot, an extra bench spot or an extra IR spot. And I think two or three days before the draft is when Matthew Berry came out officially and said, if the player is out for COVID related reasons, they will technically be considered IR. So you can move them to an IR spot. So that's what it is. We have two IR spots, but one of them has to be, if you're going to use utilize both, one of them has to be a COVID player essentially. Yeah, I don't really think we've run into. I mean, luckily we haven't run into that problem yet. Um, no, I haven't heard anyone sitting out because of it. Or fingers anything. crossed. Yeah, exactly. So that, that actually, happens I was here, team, and I was having a discussion with um, I forget who today, but we were just saying like I super, you know, I'm happy we made it through week one, week two. Looks like it's a go, but I'm just hoping that like we make it throughout the whole season. Like I hope this virus goes away and everyone's healthy and stuff. Um, but anyway, I guess to move into the draft, we kind of wanted to go, you know, go through each round, um, you know, talk about the picks and kind of share our analysis, not too in depth, obviously to keep it moving. Um, Rob is the keeper of the draft board. So actually we didn't really say this, but I'm the commissioner of the league. Rob's kind of, Rob's the co-commissioner. We kind of split duties. Um, Rob is the keeper of the draft board, so he'll kind of lead us through this, and then we'll... Yeah, kinda... I got it behind me, as you'll see in the video. If you're watching video form, if you're watching on audio form, you obviously will just have to believe me that I have in front of me. But, yeah, <laughs> I, have the, I have the big draft board. Uh, that was something new we added, too. Like, we start... <laughs> we should talk about this, because the first year, Ben and I thought we were oh my gosh, gung-ho, yeah. and we made a separate note card for every almost every single draftable player. Not every <laughs> single one. Obviously, we knew in an eight-man league how, uh, roughly what position was going to get drafted to. We had almost a note card position color or colored by position for every single player. So you could go grab it, stick it up on the board, which is really cool to do. But it also took way too much time. People, Not only you, that. You could find your player as well. <laughs> we <laughs> bought way we, too long. We bought like a three foot by eight foot big plank of plywood. Um, and we wrote all the lines for each draft spot. It was you know, I mean, we were passionate. We had the drive, so it was good great for us. For usability, but... except for the fact that when we all moved out of the house, who's taking like a three or uh, a three foot, whatever, eight foot by whatever board with them moving? Like you already exactly. have so, move, so that got that got dumped pretty quickly. Yeah, and now did. we've we've gone to the trifold from Elmer's or whatever it is. That didn't make it through the second year. Anyway, yeah. so I guess so for the keepers, like you said, I. You know, we do two keepers. This year we allowed people to keep players from the first and second round. Um, but next year we'll not be doing that. So, you know, there were kind of an abnormal amount of people kept in the first round this year. Um, 
Rob, I don't know if you want to go through the first couple picks. Um, yeah, so I, mean, I can, I, I might forget some of the keepers, but like as we'll go through, you'll you'll kind of see based on the draft if you've studied. We're, we we are starting the podcast now, week two. Um, you'll know because when this comes out, so like you'll see like a pick, a pick, and it'll be like, well, how did you pick that person over this person? You'll see their keepers later on. Um, one thing I want to note about the draft order too is because I don't think a lot of people do this. Uh, in a keeper league, usually the draft order is not completely random. So like, because theoretically, like if I won the league or Ben wins the league and then gets first pick, he theoretically would have good players on his team, two people to keep, and then also gets first pick on top of it. So that's something yeah. to monitor about a rule going forward. I think that people complain about, and maybe this changes. Um, but that was something I thought because we actually do keep it completely random the draft order, which again I'm not complaining about this year. So yeah, stuff to consider moving forward. I mean, we're always adapting and evolving. So yes, um, yeah. So I mean, if we want to get started right off the top, we'll probably keep a little bit fast or a little bit longer picks talking about each pick uh, in the first round. So you'll see from this first pick, kind of roughly who was kept. Uh, the first pick of the draft this year was Michael Thomas, uh, and you can obviously assume from that that Barkley is at Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, who else? Dalvin Cook was also all kept at some point in time. You'll see them later on. So that was why Michael Thomas. And then, funny enough, his teammate Alvin Kamara was another was the top two that were not kept. Uh, I think basically both those guys were top five, top six on everyone's draft board. So obviously, being the best two available was pretty much no brainers there. And then, yeah, I mean, uh, like you said, obviously, you know, one through three, arguably one through four, is you know, given for any draft. I mean, right, McCaffrey, Saquon, yeah. Zeke. I mean, there's, that's not wavering in any league. Yeah. Maybe maybe flipping Zeke and Saquon, depending on the argument. Um, yeah. But, you know, they were all kept in our league, so obviously they were unavailable for the first overall pick this year, which is why Michael Thomas went. Um, no, yeah, he went number one, and then, like I said, Dalvin Cook potentially slides in there four or five, depending on what, what you're looking at, especially with contract situations going in, um, depending on when you, when you do your draft. We, tried to, we did the draft the Sunday before the season started, so we tried to do it as last minute as possible, obviously on a weekend, though, so everyone could get together for it. Um, but yeah, then we had actually Saquon and uh, CMC go, so McCaffrey obviously kept. And then this is, I think, where the draft got really fun, because the first two picks, I think we're going to go that way almost no matter what. I yeah, think I would that. not have taken Michael Thomas, but I knew the guy take number one was going to take Michael Thomas. He even showed up showed up well he had up drafting through uh skype but he literally had the michael thomas jersey on on skype so (laughs) yeah he did (laughs) so this is where i think the draft got fun because i actually had no clue how it was going to go and obviously me being the second pick snake draft it's going to take a long time for me so i was really excited watching um the first two rounds it's always obviously the two best which again is goes back to another reason why we're not doing first and second round next year yeah um because the first and second rounds are the best and the most fun because you just never know how they're going to go uh, we had Aaron Jones going, Joe Mixon, Chris Godwin, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So I think we should break this down because both Tyler, yes. you can't really see it in yes. the picture, but Tyler's yeah, right he, here. He's in there. Uh, Thursday tip. night game already happened, and I'm not feeling so good about Joe Mixon right now, but <laughs> I had to pick a running back. And then so Ben I, was the last pick of the draft. So Yeah, I was going to say, so I was at the one-two turn, which I've never for the record, I've never had the opportunity of having, so I was kind of pumped about it this year. Um, so, yeah, sitting with the last pick in the first round, I honestly, in all my preparation and mock drafts and all the projections I was doing, I had I thought there was zero chance I was getting Clyde, but then 
Aaron Jones went, which kind of blew my mind. Um, I honestly didn't think that was coming. Um, you know, I honestly thought it would be like Clyde and then maybe Julio. I think Julio went earlier than I thought he would too. Um, but then Julio went late. Julio Jones. Oh, he went, oh, he went later. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, once you get to the second, so like you had the top five we've talked about, obviously pretty obvious, like the running back top five. And then you had the rookie Clyde, and then you had obviously the more established guys like Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones. So you're saying basically you thought Clyde was going to go before these established guys, maybe? Yeah, I thought. Yeah, exactly. I thought Clyde was going to be gone just because of the hype, the buzz around him. They said he was doing super well in camp. Um, especially knowing the guys our league, we love to gamble on rookies. Um, I mean, think back to Zeke and Saquon; they've always gone early. So I thought it would be no different with Clyde. Um, so yeah, we said Aaron Jones and then Joe Mixon was kind of a surprise, not as much. Um, you know, I had Joe Mixon ranked over Aaron Jones coming into the season. So I can't I'd say I'm surprised Joe Mixon went in the first round, but and then Chris Godwin got picked and that just kind of that was the seventh pick and I was eighth pick and that just like my mouth shot open. I think at the draft I was in complete disbelief. Um, you know, obviously oh, yeah. no I mean- no offense to no offense to Ian for picking him. Obviously, you know he's a fantastic wide receiver, wide receiver one for sure. Um, I can explain these picks perfectly. The all Chris right, you Godwin, go ahead. The Chris Godwin pick, I think we all know, maybe yep. had some Tom Brady bias behind it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ian is the most unapologetically biased Boston sports fan I've ever seen. Yep, he's yes, a big Brady so. guy. And then Joe Mixon pick. I gotta defend myself a little bit here. I gotta defend myself. He's a top ten running back in the league. Yeah, fantasy wise, he's top running back. And the difference between him and Clyde Edwards is that Joe Mixon was already established. There was virtually no risk involved, and I wasn't willing to waste my first round pick. I feel like in an eight man league, there's more roster spots that I can have for running backs, startable running backs. And I just wanted a safe and sound guy, and I don't like to take chances on rookies, contrary to everybody else in the league. I think. Well, I think it's I think it's me, Ginge, and Ben love a good rookie. You're, you, I don't I don't know. We Beach and Damani uh, obviously just joined. You, Eb, and Gilly do not go rookies usually. I was gonna say Gilly it's did. He, Gilly was the first one to pick Zeke, wasn't he? Uh, was it that long ago? I thought it it's was. It's so yeah. hard to remember now over the Gilly years. But I, no, I'm pretty sure Gilly drafted him. That yeah, I don't think Jim just had him every year. I'm just looking at their whole drafts, and and Gilly kind of went more established guys. And I know Eb for sure. If you if you read Eb's draft at the end, you would be like, these are all guys that like you kind of know what you're getting at this point in their career. They're all established and and stuff like that. Like he didn't go like any rookies or any like guess like shots in the dark sort of thing yeah so yeah yeah so chris god was not a bad pick i did keep him in my other league um but i got him i had him round five obviously then so it was, it was a no-brainer keeper there but again yeah he's probably the only reason i say it's a shock too obviously we just talked about the tb12 bias is because there was obviously still a bunch of wide receivers on the board it's not like the first round had no keepers and we all picked like tyree kill michael thomas DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, and Julio Jones. It's not like we are those were already gone. 
So I thought that was a little weird to pick Chris Godwin there, but again, we did talk about it's probably something with Tom Brady throwing the ball to him. Oh yeah, Ian is the biggest Boston sports guy. Um, he has his own podcast about it. Tattoos all over himself. Um, yeah, he has like all the sports tattooed on his arm. Love, or, like, I don't love, love the kid. Um, but anyway, so yeah, then I came up with the one-two turn. I picked Clyde and then Kenyon Drake, I believe, and I was pretty high on Kenyon Drake coming into this year. Obviously, he had a you know, stunner second half of the season once he got to Arizona last year. Um, he won me the league. I mean, I could say that. I think I picked him up off waivers. Um, what do you go to the – he went to the Cardinals like week 12 or yeah, something. So he got traded. That's when he got picked up because obviously he was on the Dolphins before and no one wants a Dolphins. Yeah. Back. So, and I think the last game – the last like three games of the year, he was like high 20s, low 30s each game. I mean, that pickup won me the league and I can confidently say that. Um, I, know, I would say so, especially when you get down to that time frame, like the twelve uh, week twelve. I think playoffs start week thirteen or fourteen, depending on which league you're in. Obviously, depending on how many teams there are. That's like that's like when we're all we all kind of know where we place. One yeah. one player could change like change that, especially like a consistent player like like a running back for a good team. Yeah, um, and so yeah, like I said, I was really high on him coming into the year. Um, you know, it sounded like he had a good camp. He was in a walking boot for a little while, but I feel like he's kind of known for doing that in camp just to kind of prepare for the year for whatever reason. He's a big um, Ben wannabe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had him ranked RB9 coming into the year. So, I mean, everyone above him was picked except for Josh Jacobs. But obviously, you know, I had Josh Jacobs ranked higher, but Tyler had him as a keeper in the fourth round. So, right, fourth round, Tyler? Yes, it was a fourth round. What a steal it's looking like. I was going to say, obviously, that was a that was a fruitful keeper so far. Um, and keep in mind, it is PPR. So, like, if you're wondering why he said he had nine, and and you, pro- I'm guessing you had Nick Chubb lower uh, than RB nine, uh, yes. and that would be why is because Nick Chubb maybe not. He's a, a fantastic. As we saw Thursday, we're again we're doing this a little bit later. We saw Thursday. He's a fantastic running back. However, you're yes. not going to get the PPR, especially with Kareem Hunt in the picture. Um, so, like, obviously, someone like Kenyon Drake does offer some of that PPR value as well. Mm-hmm. So, where do we? And then, so after Kenyon Drake, we have the uh, the third keeper off the board, uh, round two. Beach coming back with that Chris Godwin pick with Lamar Jackson uh, as a keep second round. Again, that's one of those that's. I don't hate it because he was probably going to go in the second round, if not yep. the second round, the first pick of the third round. One of those situations. So he got him in a good like round spot, but for me, I don't. I try not to use my keepers if I'm going to get that player. I have a chance to get that player in the same round as is. Um, but not a bad yeah. keeper because we all know Lamar in fantasy is nuts. Yeah. So the way that shook out was we kind of said. Um... Lamar Jackson obviously was claimed off waivers last year. I think actually I claimed him week four, and then I traded him to Ian like two weeks later, and he started going off. Uh, or no, he went off the he went off the week I picked him up, and then I kind of used him as trade bait to Ian. Um, <clears throat> but the way that kind of shook out for our draft was we said that. Um, so the way we kind of configured that for the draft was like free agents or waiver wire pickups would um, take the place of their ADP for the current year. Obviously, Lamar, his ADP was in the second round, um, so Ian had to take him there. <clears throat> and then who? Uh, we come back to Tyler, so if he wants to add to this, if he can. 
Um, he comes up back with Devontae Adams, which obviously... With the Devontae Adams pick, the, what I was between in the first round was actually between Joe Mixon and Devontae Adams in a PPR league. Uh, Devontae Adams had a lot of appeal. I had him last year, kind of disappointed. I had a good feeling about him this year. But the only reason I didn't take him in the first round is because I took him in the first round last year and it didn't work out as well as I had hoped. And he was one of the guys that fell to me in the second round and I was more than happy to jump the gun on him. And and, and you kind of you kind of minimize that risk in the first round anyways because if you don't take him and say Ben want to go wide receiver, wide receiver running back and does take him, you still had Julio Jones and DeAndre Hopkins available as well, which are not bad picks as well for wide receiver there. And then obviously the talk is yeah. obviously people went running back early. You obviously know you had Joe Mixon round one and you had Josh Jacobs kept round four. So like you already had your two running backs, even though it's it was this is the first year we've actually fully had two keepers, I believe, like fully t- had yeah. two keepers. So trying to draft the head when your brain you like, I know I have two running backs now. Once you pick Joe Mixon, you even though it was only round two, you still had two running backs on your team. So. It obviously frees you up. You can start going wide receiver a little bit earlier than you might have, might have if it was just like a normal draft. Um, and then yeah, after that was Nick Chubb, which again we just talked about was a top ten running back. No surprise there. Zeke was kept in the second round, and before everyone blows up and was like, "How the hell was Zeke the second round previous year?" Because obviously it's the same round you picked in. Remember, he had his contract holdout, and it was very much looking like he wasn't going to play. He didn't play the first like two weeks, right? He missed some time. Yeah, uh, last year. I don't remember exactly how long. So, obviously, this is what well, you said. This is our first year of our keepers. So, we weren't really thinking ahead to the fact that, like, hey, if he sits out five weeks, he's still Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, exactly. So even if he doesn't help Ginge, who picked him, very smart from Ginge. He, if he didn't help him win last year, he's now a second-round keeper this year, which now going forward, you can't have second-round keeper. But at the time, we knew we could have second-round keepers. So... I cannot believe we let him fall now thinking back to it, but that's one of those things you do in fantasy. Yeah, you always exactly. think back. Um, then, we had, <laughs> then we had DeAndre Hopkins, um, and then I went with my second pick, so I had Alvin Kamara, number one, and I came back, and I was very happy he was still here because I just love him as a player. little disappointed on his team because they're butt cheeks, but Austin Eckler, uh, yep. the Chargers. Obviously, I had him last year as well. I got him in a trade, big trade last year, um, and he did well for me. Obviously, Melvin Gordon was holding out last year. And then when he came back, Eckler was still decent. Maybe not a top-tier running back when, when Gordon was there because of the split carries. Still decent, yeah. especially in a PPR league. That's what he's known for. And then, obviously, Melvin Gordon goes to Denver. So it was very obvious for me to kind of go Austin Eckler there. Yeah, I debated picking him with my Drake pick. Um, but just like I said, I was so high on Kenyon Drake, and he won me a championship. I couldn't let him go. And that's what I, I think sometimes like... people forget about in fantasy, too, is... Let's be honest, Kenyon Drake versus Austin Eckler is not going to make or break your team, depending on which one you pick. No. So let's go with which one guy you just happen to like more. Like, I just like Eckler because he helped me last year. You like Drake because he helped you last year. Yeah. And they're roughly the same player. And I feel like you and I, Rob, both kind of went into this year with the same, or at least I went in with this tactic. Like, you know, I'm going, I'm overloading running back early. I mean, I kept... I kept two running backs. You kept two running backs, and then we both drafted running backs round one and round two. Because um, yeah, so both of us are like, going to round three with four running backs. And again, before you think that's weird, remember what we said back this literally an hour before the draft or fifteen minutes before the draft, we decided on a second flex spot so you can have two RBs and two RB flexes. So we were not uh, your your keepers were a little bit riskier. And yes, 
well, way so, later in the draft, though. So could, if even one of those guys turns out, that's huge because you got them so late in the draft. Mine were earlier in the draft, so I knew they were going to be good players. But I yeah, was so I had to get more. I had Kareem Hunt in the eleventh round, which obviously you know is looking like a good a good choice right now. I mean, he played fantastic this past week. I think he had like twenty four something fantasy points. Yeah, he didn't get he doesn't get much carries because Chubb is obviously so good on the ground. No, but yeah, again, there, anytime right? you I mean he's he's an Alvin Kamara situ Alvin Kamara Latavius Murray situation. Yeah. Obviously Chubb is probably better than Latavius Murray, but at the end of the day, he's still gonna get a ton of PPR fantasy points because if he gets six catches for ten yards, that's still what is that, six what seven points? That's yeah, still exactly. a decent so. and that's that's a bad game obviously. That's with no touchdowns and only ten yards total. Yeah so, that's again, the thing like the points rack up so so our league's full PPR by the way. I don't think we really touch upon that. No, not, yeah, because I guess half, half point PPR. is pretty common. Yeah, so we do full point PPR, and it definitely racks up with some wide receivers. Um, like DeAndre Hopkins last week had fourteen receptions out of sixteen targets or something ridiculous. Um, that's fourteen points right there just on receptions, and I mean that's a good, that's a decent fantasy week for any wide receiver. Um, Where so yeah, if you're running back. Running back runs 18 times. Well, Saquon Barkley this week, we're talking about he ran 15 times for six yards. That only gives <laughs> yeah. you 0.6 points. You don't get 15 extra points because he ran. So no, you kind of want yeah, these, no. these catching guys just because they give you that extra point, which is which is all to balance it out because if you don't have PPR, wide receivers are doo-doo. Yeah, because exactly. if they don't get their they, – they're so hit or miss if they're going to get a ton of targets where running back is going to run the ball no matter what the game situation is. Yeah, for sure. So, And then do you want to move on to – I was going to say, yeah, you had Eckler, and then where'd we go after that? So, yeah, so this is now back to the other one-two turn um, from the first pick. So he picked Michael Thomas first. He was he had Tyreek Hill as his keeper, second round again. Tyreek Hill is a fantastic player. I expected him to keep him in the second round, as we could. Um, and then he comes back, knowing he has two wide receivers. Obviously a running back heavy draft to start off with this year, more than any year. Comes back with Miles Sanders, who's a fantastic pick in the third round, honestly. Yeah. Um, considering... Had an injury problem, missed week one, so we don't actually know how good he'll be. But I believe he was, was he top six last year? When, uh, I think second half of the season, something like top six PPR running back. Um, because again, he is one of those guys out of the backfield that has hands. <laughs> and, yeah. and, we'll, and we'll catch we'll catch it. So, I again, that was a smart pick there. Especially knowing he had two um, wide receivers already. And he, his other keeper, for reference, was Patrick Mahomes in the fourth round. So that's a steal, yeah. obviously, in the fourth round. So knowing he didn't have a running back yet, that had to be running. If he went anywhere but running back, would have been mis- misery. I and that's what I was going to say, because this year, the running backs, I feel like, you know, after the third or fourth round, they kind of just drop off. And I feel like there's so much wide receiver depth this year. Um, I don't know. I just, for me, I felt comfortable taking or keeping two running backs, taking a running back in the first and the second round, you know, a wide receiver. I believe I took um, Kenny Galladay in the third round, and then I had Fournette as my keeper in the fourth round. Obviously, that, you know, that turned around to bite me when the Jags cut him. Um, but I'm sorry, you can get, I kind of went on a, a rant there. You no, can yeah, go back no, that, to that's an were. explanation of how we were thinking with our picks and how keepers, if you haven't done it, if you're listening to this and haven't done a keeper league, something to look out in your next draft if you do a keeper league is, you kind of always have to be thinking, who do I have later on? Um, and for me, 
I had Derrick Henry in the fourth and Dalvin Cook in the fifth waiting for me no matter what. So I technically didn't have to go Kamara and Eckler. It's just kind of how it fell, and I knew I was still going to get wide receiver value. And speaking of the fact I didn't pick another wide receiver, I did not go running back in the third round because having five would have been a little silly um, (laughs) because I couldn't start them all. And Travis Kelsey was kept the pick after me, actually. Yeah. So I thought it was time to pick George Kittle. Uh, Obviously tight end one or two, depending on... I think two probably because Travis Kelsey's probably the better player, especially given the fact that he has the better offense and the better quarterback. Um, however, George Kittle's used so much in that offense because Jimmy Garoppolo cannot throw a ball more than 10 feet uh, accurately. So like a tight end with a quarterback like that just fits so well. He had such a good season last year. He was, I don't know if he was, I think he finished two because I think Travis Kelsey finished one. Um, but it was yeah. kind of a no brainer for me, especially I'm not big on tight end early. I know you're not either. So we can't really talk about it, but this is the first year I've ever picked a tight end early. And it's just because, again, how the keepers fell. I had four running backs already. So my flex spots were fine. My running back spots are fine. I'll figure out wide receiver. I'll just stack wide receivers later on the draft. Yeah. Let me go get a tight end that's going to start every game for me, except for this week because he's injured. Um, yeah, I was going to say, <clears throat> you're like taking words out of my mouth because I was going to say that you never pick a running, or excuse me, a tight end early, and I never do either. It's always like a you know a wait and see game with the tight ends, and you like to do that with your quarterbacks too. But um, so I was definitely a little surprised when you picked George Kittle in the uh, in the third yeah, round. Yeah, I, I had I, we had talked the weekend before, and too I said if it falls to me in that third round, I think I have to go there. I even yeah. said it. I think uh, if if Gilly doesn't take him on that turn, um, I I'm going there, and I end up sticking with it, sticking with it because again I knew I could throw darts at wide receivers later on in the draft. Mm-hmm. Because my next two rounds, again, I had I had to think ahead because the next 20 picks in the draft were going to go by before I got the pick again. 20, yeah, 23. Exactly. Because I had two keepers back-to-back in Derrick Henry Delvin. Great value, but I just had to know there's 20 picks. And there was a, there is now looking a lot of wide receivers that went during that time. Um, next pick was the Travis Kelsey keeper, third round for yeah. Travis Kelsey. Again, that's one of those that's... I don't. It obviously wasn't ADP because Travis Kelsey was not going to go undrafted last year. Um, but was probably, he was going to go in the third round if he wasn't kept there, so it's not a bad keeper. Then, I think one of the steals of the draft, especially now looking, is Julio Jones now this late. Uh, I think it's probably just the way the keepers worked out and the fact that we were all focused on running backs so heavy. Um, Julio Jones dropped down to round three, pick four, which I think sounds silly at a lot of drafts, but again, yeah. that's how keepers are based. And again, it's an eight-man league, so yeah, an eight-man that type of thing will happen. And then a run, absolute. We could probably fast forward through some of these because it's an absolute run on wide receivers. You have Mike Evans going next, then Juju Smith-Schuster to Tyler. Um, OBJ goes, and then you pick Kenny Galladay, which you kind of already talked about ahead of time because you knew you had four running backs already, as I did. So you had to go wide receiver or tight end, but the two tight ends that were draftable are off the board. And the two quarterbacks that were draftable are off the board because of keepers. So it was a no-brainer there to go um, Galladay. Unfortunately, has not paid off for you yet. Nope. Injured. Because <laughs> he's and been he's injured not, for the first two weeks. They just said, yeah, he's not playing again this week. They just said yeah. that. So, um, And then, unfortunately, I had Leonard Fournette as my keeper in the fourth round. I was so back and forth on whether to keep him or Kenyon Drake. Um, I don't know why I didn't keep Kenyon Drake now that I'm thinking back. I mean, his ADP was in the third round. So this is one thing I think we'll probably fix going forward is we submitted our keepers very early. Yeah, we did. Um, did. Which was surprising because like we obviously usually, like we've talked about, we do the draft the week of the first game. Um, So it's very weird for us 
to have I don't know why we did it and I really I can't think of why we decided to submit I think we were just too excited for the season honestly I think that's what it was <laughs> I definitely was excited I'm pretty sure I reactivated the league in like the beginning of June yeah um, so I think that's what it was it just got a little bit too excited and well that's something we'll talk about next year and probably yeah. keepers will be decided I honestly think it should be the day before the draft that's what I do in my other league and it's worked out um, it's hard because we do the random order so if we fix the random order and it's no longer random there's no reason to have keepers submitted so I think that I think that might be the play going forward because again you would never have kept Fournette because I think you kept Fournette and then what is it a week later he got cut? Not even <laughs> I don't think. Uh, yeah, a week later he got cuts from cut from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, he was obviously running back one there. He was top of the depth chart yeah. and then you, I, I remember we were talking about where he, like there was all these rumors of where he was going to go. Oh and yeah, I was staring at my phone and constantly updating Twitter. Um, he happens to go to a team that has a running back one and is maybe one of the most overlooked running backs in the NFL right now in t- terms of fantasy. And that is Ronald Jones. Cause he was so <laughs> hit or miss last year. I don't understand. Can't bear to hear it. <laughs> so I don't know. Fournette could still pay off if Ronald Jones either gets injured, which is always a thing in fantasy. You can never predict those things. Um, or that, or if he just wins out the job, I mean, Leonard Fournette's a fantastic running back, so I could easily see him winning that job out, but Ronald Jones is obviously younger. So. I was gonna say, yeah, I felt good about Fournette going to the box. <clears throat> excuse me, to the box. Obviously, um, you know Tom Brady just went down there. They have Chris Godwin and you know Mike Evans, Gronk out of retirement. Although that hasn't you know bared too much fruit so far. But I honestly, you know, I thought he was gonna take it away from Ronald Jones pretty quick. And you know, I can't even believe I'm saying this, but Ronald Jones looked good last week. Um, you know, hit they obviously there's a reason why Fournette was down. We obviously don't see training camp um, yeah. 100%. We only yeah. get to hear stuff, and it's all hearsay and stuff like that. But it now is, makes sense on why Bruce Arians, new coach there, um, is excited about him. Yeah, and I, like as I was saying, um, my, you're getting in my video. Oh, okay. <laughs> what did you say? I, I was like, what are, what are you talking about? I'm not in your video. Oh, um, love you. Anyway, um, that's just for me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I said, Ronald Jones looked good last week. I mean, he didn't put a lot on the scoreboard, um, but he had some key plays on third down and I mean, finding gaps and making cuts. He just looked like, I feel like better than we've seen out of him. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of nervous about what's going to happen with Fournette in the next coming week. I mean, like you said, he's Fournette's a solid running back. Um, I think once he gets used to the offense and you know gets more trust with Bruce Arians and you know Tom Brady, I'm sure he'll yeah, get more involved. Uh, hopefully, obviously, like we said, the keep we didn't pick keepers that early. Like he, you kept him and then he got cut. He got cut very much like almost as the season was starting. So he did. Yeah. He has had no time to learn the offense. So again, he's not going to be utilized right away. Um, but yeah, going next, this is again, I think the second <laughs> to the Chris Godwin heat, same player. He picked Adam Thielen in the fourth round, which he already had Godwin, Lamar Jackson, OBJ. So he had two running, uh, two wide receivers, a quarterback has not got a running back. And we've always talked running back, running back, running back. He has still has not got it. And he got went Adam Thielen here. Um, when Todd Gurley, which would have been a risk was on the board. Todd Gurley was on the board. Um, David Johnson was still on the board again, a risk. Le'Veon Bell, kind of a risk. James Conner, kind of a risk. So I get that the running, the next like four or five running backs picked were kind of risky because either yeah. older Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, David Johnson, 
Actually, all of them. Ah, James Conner's not. Those three, kind of risky because they're older injury problems. Specifically, David Johnson, Todd Gurley. Uh, Le'Veon Bell just hasn't showed it with the Jets because the Jets aren't as good of a team. And then James Conner had a tough season last year with an injury and just really not looking that good when he wasn't injured. Um, but yeah. did have big did have Big Ben back this year, this year, which is obviously a huge change to huge that upside. offense. Not having Duck Hodges. Yeah, that's what I. That's kind of what I was saying earlier. Like, you know, we we overloaded the running back early because once you get to the fourth round, it's like you know injury injury concerns or new offenses or just a lot of uncertainty um, or rookies. Um, yep. And I think Jonathan Taylor went somewhere in this area, and I was super upset that he got picked because I wanted him so bad. Yeah, I think yeah, both you and I were looking at Taylor. I ended up getting Taylor in my other league, so I'm a little happy there, but. We were both looking Taylor, but we had four running backs, so we couldn't really. Get, it wasn't well. The four running backs we have were better than risking a rookie, uh, as of now, especially with how Week One went. But so we move on and we get Josh Jacobs because that's a keeper again. That's not one much to talk about because it's an obvious keeper in the fourth round and a running back one, top five, top not five, top five, top ten running back in some people's eyes. Obviously, top fifteen. Outside of that, uh, then you have Amari Cooper. Or no, you have Todd Gurley, then Amari Cooper. Um. Ginge, it was Ginge who obviously had CMC and Zeke already. Fantastic yep. lineup. So he's got Julio Jones and Amari Cooper. Uh, Amari Cooper could be good or bad. Obviously, we don't know how the new look Cowboys are going to be uh, this year. Look loaded, but for after the CeeDee Lamb and stuff like that. Then you have Tyler Lockett, um, Seattle wide receiver, much like a Patriots wide receiver, is always a risk because you just never know how they're going to turn out because exactly. both in the past, Tom Brady slash Bill Belichick and then Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll. Um, love spreading the ball around quite a bit. All fantastic players. We've had tight ends in Seattle that have been good, but just aren't worth picking. Because again, this ball gets spread out. I had my keeper, Derrick Henry. Then we have keeper, Pat Mahomes. And then we get back to the flip. So the guy kept Pat Mahomes gets James Conner. Again, he needed a running back because again, we talked about he had Michael Thomas, Tyree Kill, yeah. picked Miles Sanders. Had Mahomes as a keeper, still needs that second running back. Went James Conner. Not a bad pick because again, everyone thought James Conner was going to be much better given Big Ben being back. But you could have gone Jonathan Taylor if you really wanted to risk it, or Le'Veon Bell or David Johnson as well, because those are guys who were all ranked around the same spot for me. Even Chris Carson as well, who ends up going a little bit later. Would you have risked Chris Carson over James Conner for PPR value, potentially? It's hard looking saying. hindsight, because James Conner's been pretty bad after yeah. week one. He, had a, he got beat up by Benny Snell. Yeah, Benny Snell was <clears throat> surprised me in week one. I mean, I think he probably surprised everybody. Definitely a top waiver wire target this week for running back. Um, but going back to the draft, like you said, I, yeah, there's a lot. This this area was really gray um, around who to pick. Um, rather, you know, like you said, taking a risk with someone who's possibly you know injury prone or on a new offense um, or a rookie. Um, you know, at this point, I was ready to roll on rookies because you know I was really high on Jonathan Taylor. Um, James Conner, like you said, had a you know rough year last year, rough week one. Um, I had him coming in above, um, you know, above Jonathan Taylor, obviously, because he's a because he, Taylor's a rookie. But I feel like Again, the whole Big Ben know, coming back thing obviously put a put everyone's eyes yeah. on Pittsburgh a lot higher because it's going to improve exactly. their offense. And there's the thought that like he's going to be. Yeah, I mean, he, he is a really good running back. He did fantastic when he stepped in for Bell, and then just last year was rough. And, you know, I kind of think a lot of people were thinking he was going to come back to that form, like be the next Le'Veon Bell, and that just I mean, happened last week. Yeah, Benny yeah now we have Hines. We, like, 
Fanny Snell we are doing a recap. Um, I just want to say, sorry, we're doing a recap. Obviously, this is the first episode, so we're putting out, we wanted to show the draft because we wanted to really introduce you guys to the league because we're going to be talking about what's happened in our league each week. Um, so we're, we want to get this episode out before we actually talk about what's happened actually so far. But James Conner obviously looks like much of a worse pick because we have the hindsight of week one. At the time of the draft, I it, it made sense why he, I knew he was going to kind of at the time I was like, yeah, he's going James Conner here. It wasn't much. Yeah. Of a surprise. Um, but we obviously have the hindsight of week one as we're talking now. Sorry, I might have cut you off in there, but I didn't know what you were going to say. Oh, no, it's all good. Uh, then I had my second keeper again, Dalvin Cook, so I still like that 20 picks before I go. Uh, then Le'Veon Bell, then Jonathan Taylor, then David Johnson. So like the guys we just talked about all went in the line. So I think that's pretty self-explanatory. We just talked about... It was just it was just how you ranked him. Le'Veon Bell's obviously been injured, um, or he is injured, so that now looks like a worse pick, but again, we have the hindsight. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor... Actually had a scary week one for people that were high on him because Marlon Mack was good. Then Marlon Mack happens to get injured for the entire year, so they can breathe again. Uh, me, as a Jonathan Taylor owner, I can breathe again that Marlon Mack got injured. Naheem Hines still looked very good PPR. Uh, had two two catching touchdowns, or was, was maybe one catching, one rushing touchdown? I think they were so, both catching, but I mean, he was kind of like the Austin Eckler of last year. Yeah, so I don't know. Jonathan Taylor would see this week now with Marlon Mack 100% out. We'll see how the game plan with Jonathan Taylor could be a big week for him. Or do we see more Naheem Hines, which no one was expecting. Um, David Johnson, again, actually looked really good. He looked like old David Johnson. He looked, he looked fantastic really good. in the yeah, first game of the season. Great. So that could be a pick. I have David Johnson fever in a bad way, um, as bad as a fever could be. <laughs> uh, because I picked him two years ago with the second overall pick in the draft, I think. Uh, yeah. Might have been first overall pick, honestly. Uh, and he got injured week one, I think, for the entire year. So that's like me and me and Todd Gurley. But go ahead. Yeah. Uh, then we have uh, Keenan Allen, uh, a guy I know. Tyler likes Keenan Allen a lot. So I took him last year, and he got mad at me for it. Uh, so yeah. I knew that makes sense. He's a good wide receiver. Again, Tyrod Taylor's quarterback, kind of scary. But I was gonna he, say he's a great wide receiver, but just the you know the new quarterback, and I just feel like it's going to be hard for him this year, but I mean, he's got the raw talent, so I'm sure he'll make something out of it. It's almost ranking with his namesake, who gets picked by you two picks later. You have Keenan Allen, then you have Allen Robinson. Same situation. Fantastic talent. Terrible teams. Bad quarterbacks. Bad just offenses in general. Um, but Allen Robinson, probably the Bears are a little better than the Chargers this year, because who is Tyra Taylor right now? Um, but in between <laughs> those picks was Beach. Thank the Lord, picked a running back. <laughs> Uh, there he is. Cam so he had to, had a, he had to. I mean, there's really no other option. Was running back. Um, yeah. and he went Cam Akers, pit, took a gamble on a rookie who I know looked really good in training camp. Um, and the Rams fans um, last year were not happy about Daryl Henderson's play. So it was never yeah. really looked like he was in the picture. So Cam Akers, a good one. Didn't really have a good week one, I don't think. But the Rams, I don't think they had a much. subpar week one, but there was a lot of. I mean, Malcolm Brown was the star of that offense. Yeah, that one that was a surprise. It was always Daryl Henderson, Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, Cam Akers. No one thought Malcolm Brown was going to get that kind of time. Nope. So Because you think, well, like, that's unfortunate. I mean, they've had Malcolm Brown. You knew what they, you know, they knew what they would get out of him. I mean, they used significant draft capital the past two years in a row to pick um, Daryl Henderson and then Cam Akers. So, I mean, you feel like they don't want to, you know, go with, uh, Malcolm Brown full-time, but it seems like they were forced into it last week, and, I mean, it panned out, so I'm anxious to see what Sean McVay does moving forward. And one thing to note with these guys, too, is because of COVID, training camps are short and there was no preseason games. These yeah. rookies these rookies are coming in almost probably knowing the playbook, but not really being familiar with the playbook in a game sense. So 
these rookies, I think, will ramp up. I think Cam Akers is still going to be the number one guy there, even though Malcolm Brown had a fantastic week. I just want to try. You got to try him out more um, as yeah. he gets used to it. But you went Al Robinson, and then you went Calvin Ridley. My favorite pick. I wanted him so badly this year, and I'm so happy that I got him. So that that was what seventh round. Uh, yeah, I think one, two. Three, I'm. Four. I was yeah. so high on Calvin Ridley this year, and I was sixth round. Sixth round, yeah. round. Okay, and I was so happy that he fell to me. I mean, he, I think he's gonna have a massive year. Um, and obviously, as know, long as Matt Ryan's right. there and their coach, they coach the same way. All those wide receivers right there, Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, are gonna be good. Yeah, I mean, it, I was just about to say all the respect in the world to Julio Jones. I mean, you know, one of the top running backs in the league, if not the top running back, or excuse me, wide receiver in the league. Um, but yeah, super high on Calvin Ridley. I'm really hoping that I it ends up I end up keeping him because um, I think he'll be, you know, one of the best players on my team this year. I mean, mm-hmm. last week, 109 receptions, 130 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, I was in heaven watching him play. And I yeah, think about how good, good that offense is, and then Julio Jones is going to demand that number one coverage no matter what situation it is. And yeah. Calvin is going to be able to get free tar- freer targets because he's got the talent. He probably doesn't have number one talent, but he's like 1.5 talent, but yeah. getting number two coverage. Exactly. Uh, so that, that does make a lot of sense there. It was something... I pro- he probably wouldn't have been there, obviously, if my keepers didn't work out the way they were, because I probably he would have been higher up my list than I wouldn't have been going running back. Like obviously Jonathan Taylor, Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, K Makers all went. So it worked out a way that I, I wasn't able to pick wide receiver there. I actually have to go a little bit later in this round, as we'll see. Um you have the new multi million dollar man, Robert Woods, going next. I just got a contract yeah. extension today before we started recording this. Um then you have Chris Carson, which again, that's a late pick, and I think that's really good for Tyler. That was a really good well, uh, Chris Carson looks really solid. Again, question marks about how Seattle plays, and they love to rotate in like five different running backs, similar to the Patriots. Um, you just have guys that come out of nowhere that you've never heard of. But Chris Carson is by clearly number one there and has good PPR value. So, And Russell Wilson's a fantastic quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, AJ Green falling from grace. AJ Green used to be a number one pick back in the day. Obviously, he sat out last year. Um, injured. I'm going to query that. He was EB's keeper, too, and he held on to him the whole year. <laughs> yep. Oh, he did, yeah, he, he did keep him, yes. So that was a keeper yeah, pick. Yeah, never dropped him. I don't think... Obviously, six round is still very good value for Gage Green. Um, oh, yeah. I still think he would have been picked, not this late, but I think he would have been... He would have dropped further than the Julios and the Devontae Adams, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, that of course, been- because like you said, he was injured all last year. Who knows? I mean, he's not... And it was, it was, like I said, air quotes injured, too. He sat out because the Bengals suck. That's really what it came down to. He probably <laughs> yeah. If they were in the playoff contention, he would have played. And, like, yeah, and who knows how he was going to come back. I mean, he's not 25 anymore, so... Yeah. I mean, he looked good last week, so we'll see what he does moving forward. <clears throat> um, And then you have you have a couple wide receivers here. You have Cooper Cup, DJ Moore, and then I picked Terry McLaurin as my first um, wide Scary receiver. Terry. Gary Terry. I, I just, I, I love Dwayne Haskins. I think he was underused last year by the Redskins, which I'm actually happy they did because I hate when, I hate when they just throw in the rookie quarterback just to get beat the piss out of. Um, yeah. Knowing they're going to be a bad team. They knew they're going to be a bad team, so might as well just give them reps here and there, stick them in, and then him and Terry developed a great relationship, so I'm happy to see that. Um, people are going to know about Terry this year, though, so he's going to get better coverage. Um, but I still think he's so talented, so fast. Um, and got a good hand. So I think he's good there. Again, DJ Moore and Cooper Cup. I would have probably gone Cooper Cup before Terry, but he got picked two picks before. So Oh, absolutely, yeah. Then we have I a was... double tight end pick, just because one thing to know about Gilly, he'll 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 he he'll admit this if I if I'd say this in here. He did this just to screw everyone else over. 
oh, he yeah, picks that's, Mark that's Andrews and Zach Ertz. So he loves doing that. He'll pick two tight ends before Notorious. people pick their first one. Same Notorious. with two. He'll pick two QB sometimes. Didn't this year. First year, I think there. Didn't pick sometimes because he had Pat Mahomes. I was surprised. I always thought he was going to go like Mark Andrews, then like Deshaun Watson. Um, just so we could have, <laughs> just so other people couldn't have him. He'll do that in one of these middle picks. Yeah. So he did that back to back Mark Andrews and Sackers, which are two fantastic players. But again, do you need two tight ends? Definitely not. He did start in both last week and they both did well. Doing Gilly's world. Yeah. And then I came back with, obviously I had to go wide receiver again. And I went DK Metcalf just talked about the scares of the Seattle offense, but he did fantastic for me last week. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just a good player. I just like DK Metcalf in general. So. He can now run more than just a straight line, which is always good. <laughs> um, just kind of going through faster here because we are in these middle rounds, and if yeah. you're in a draft, these middle rounds tend to either linger because people have no clue, or they go fast because people are just dart throwing. Yeah, yeah Mostert, which is a good one. Um, another right. running back. He needed a running back. Uh, he only had he had Saquon, Saquon, and Le'Veon Bell, which again we didn't know how Le'Veon Bell was going to be with injuries and stuff. So get another one there. His depth. Antonio Gibson then goes. Um, an interesting one could could pan out as well, but again, that's going to be a guy who's only starting if he does have he just goes off. Uh, you have T. Y. Hilton, um, and then Tyler goes Darren Waller, so he gets his tight end that he wants. Um, yeah. Fourth, fifth tight end taken. Had a fantastic year last year, uh, and John Gruden obviously loves throwing the ball. So interesting, he went Darren Waller when he had Josh Jacobs already. Um, sometimes scared of getting multiple players in the same team at prime positions but yeah. that's not bad you know you know what you're gonna get with josh jacobs waller is probably the net, one of the best tight ends in the league so yeah, and you have Devin singletary um with beach which is his second running back which is a little risky because they drafted zach moss yeah i was really um, high on zach moss this year i felt like he was going to take over the role sooner rather than later yeah. um <clears throat> but i mean you can't i mean you can't let Singletary fall too far either, right? So you're not going to pick Zach Moss over Singletary. Um, so the yeah, and, and one thing is is when it was Singletary and Frank Gore. Um, Frank have, Gore? Frank Gore. Uh, Frank Gore uh, Singletary was still getting huge PPR value. So even with a rookie coming in, even if the rookie's taking the touches, you still get the PPR value with Singletary. And Josh Allen yeah. loves him. So you went now back-to-back run, uh, wide receivers. With the, actually, this is your fourth wide receiver, third and fourth in a row. Again, you're probably doing the same thing. If Allen Robinson doesn't pan out, who can I just get there? Chark, which I love because I love Minshew. Um, And then you get Tyler Boyd as well, which is now now wide receiver. He was wide receiver one for the Bengals last year because of the whole sit-out with A.J. Green. He's now wide receiver two. So he now gets easier coverage, but the same sort of production with a better QB. Yeah, I like Calvin Ridley. I mean, um, Boyd had a great night last night. I don't remember exactly what he did. He had like... 20-some fantasy points, so I'm looking forward to see how he develops in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, um, and, and Joe Burrow's still learning the offense and that happens, yeah, so course, Joe Burrow didn't throw a single interception and three touchdowns in like 300 yards. Yeah, he was crazy yesterday. Uh, then you have Jared Cook going, which is a little is a little bit early for him. It's a t- He gets his tight end, first tight end he's taken, um, but again, fantastic QB throwing to him, so I guess you can't complain too much. Yeah. Um, then you have David Montgomery, which is a good one, because again, PPR value, just Sometimes the Bears can't run the ball because they're so far behind in games. Is David Montgomery even on the Bears anymore? I don't even remember anymore. That's actually probably yeah, what I should have. He's just injured. Yeah, he, yeah, was, he was injured. Last, yeah. I've, so. never, I've never really been high on David Montgomery. Um, I don't know. I just, you know, aside from Allen Robinson, I can't get a good vibe on that offense just because I don't trust Mitch Trubisky. Um, and we honestly didn't trust Allen Robinson because of how late you took him. But, like, 
That's why I he did. dropped that far. Yeah, you did, but you like well, he dropped that far for a reason at the same time. But exactly, I had I had to take him. This I could not take him. I mean, I'm yeah. sure people are going to be reacting to how late he's gone. Um, again, maybe not because we have an eight man league with keepers. But yeah, sometimes was, one thing to say is we'll we'll start one guy will like drop like two three picks in a row, and you're like, oh, I'm surprised he's not taking like we obviously all of our sheets printed out, and he's like higher up, and we're like, oh, who's this guy higher up? And it's like, yeah. and we start like memeing it in a way. Well, like, oh, Alan Robinson's there. Alan Robinson's there. And then because you say that, they're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't pick him for that. And that's sometimes how that's happened last year. I forget who the player was last year, but it happened last year with someone. Um, it was just always like the joke to say he's still available, and then and no one ended up picking him. And then this guy gets <laughs> Alan Robinson this late. Uh, but David Montgomery, one thing I the only reason I want to pick out him was because I remember we saw him actually, you and I, when we went to the Patriots preseason game. Uh, we happened to just go to a random preseason game, and Montgomery was a rookie, and he looked really good there. Uh, again, it was against the second string Patriots players, but he, I was like, oh, this guy to watch out for. And then I look, and he's actually ranked pretty highly in fantasy. Hasn't really lived up to it. But uh, going back to the more darts, you have Stefan Diggs going, which is actually good new offense for him um, with better, just a better offense in general. Uh, with other wide receivers to not make him so he has to be thrown to number one. You have DeAndre Swift which is one of those rookies that we talked about, could take over sooner than later. Actually projected to do really well this week because I think they're projecting this is the week he takes over. Yeah. Um, they, have a, they have a huge running back committee, so it's a little bit scary. Michael Gallup goes. Again, that's an interesting one because C.D. Lamb might jump over Michael Gallup, but at the same time, uh, Cowboys do love three wide receivers there. Sure. So they, they, they still will probably be fine, regardless of which one you went first, C.D. Lamb or Michael Gallup. Then I went J.K. Dobbins because I now have my uh, wide receivers, and I just saw J.K. there, um, and I was like, I really think uh, he's going to take over from Mark Ingram. He, they picked him early. J.K. Dobbins was obviously a beast at Ohio State. Yes. So I was not too. I was not shocked he was there because again he's a rookie with someone like Mark Ingram there, an experienced veteran. So I don't expect it to be amazing, but Mark Ingram's not exactly your PPR play. So J.K. Dobbins could take over that. A.J. Brown, who. Has unfortunately quite been uh, been injury prone as well. Uh, he's actually out, or he's out. He's going to be out this week. Yeah. So Corey Davis, I believe it is, looks to take over there. I think he's still on free agency actually as well um, in our league. But the pick of the draft, uh, ninth round, first overall, Harrison Butker, uh, <laughs> the best kicker in the league. If you're going to be honest, that's the best kicker because the Chiefs are just going to score so many points. He's just going to rack up extra points. Actually, had a fantastic. I think 11 points for a kicker is pretty good. Had 11 yeah. points week one. But funny to see a kicker go this early because usually they're the last pick of the draft. We just start. We just pick just whoever to, we like. Just to defend Gilly, he's always been known for rounding off his starting lineup before yes. he fills his bench, which <clears throat> respect the play. You know, you manage your team the way you manage. Um, I just think for most people, it's really unconventional to do that. Um, kicker defense is always my last two picks. I would yeah. not even pick them if I didn't have to. If I could yeah. just drop later and add them um but you know i respect his gameplay you know he's a great player in our league so yeah he, put, he puts up a lot of points every week he just yeah sometimes gets unlucky and then his team usually doesn't show up in the playoffs is how it usually goes for him um i come back i had to get another wide receiver um because i wasn't sure how dk and terry would be i got hollywood brown uh i just love the ravens offense is fantastic I, I got jk dobbins and hollywood brown i just again it's like when you go like tyreek hill uh travis kelsey sammy watkins Naheem, yeah. Not Naheem Hines, uh, McCole Hardman, uh, and then you get Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. It's like they're all no. If you pick anyone on these offense that start, they're probably going to give you some points. 
I was going to say, you just these are offenses that you just want a piece of, no matter yeah. how far, how deep you have to go. Uh, Russell Wilson is the third quarterback. I think the third quarterback, which makes sense. He's about QB3 or QB4, depending on what you look at. Uh, first QB taken that wasn't a keeper. Uh, so that makes sense. Sure. Then you have Devontae Parker, another just good player that could could potentially turn out. Then you have TB12 going, which is an interesting one. And, and not from the player who we just talked about loves TB12 earlier on. Yeah. Evie, who actually has no, is the only one? No, Gilly. Is, so there's two people in our league that just don't like the Patriots. Or not don't actively don't like. Evie doesn't hate the Patriots. He just, he cheers for Gilly. the Cowboys. Actively Gilly so. actively hates the Patriots, but I think that's because we like the Patriots. Yeah. Um, so I was surprised to see Evie go TB12 out of all people in the draft. And how, how early went, it's there's a run on QBs coming up, so it's, it makes sense where TB12 went. Um, fantastic offense. You thought, we'll see how it goes. It could turn around. He's new to the offense. Then you have Watson going, who I thought would have been the fourth one, but or fifth one, because I like Kyler Murray, who goes, well, you have Watson, then you have Drew Brees. Drew Brees, again, fantastic quarterback, but this is now his second QB. Um, he had Lamar Jackson already, so it's a little bit interesting to go two QBs this early, in my opinion. I personally don't even have one yet. <laughs> Nope, that's, that. your, that's your that's your mo. I I do hate QBs. Yeah. I don't know why. It's because I like bad QBs, but that are good in fantasy. Yeah, there's always at least I can find one QB that's maybe not great in real life, but but is just a fantasy player. Yeah. Like I, you'll see who I go with later on. But I did not go with uh, Gardner Minshew, who I love as well. So. I, there's a chance I could have him at some, some point this year. Uh, but then Drew Brees, he went Kyler Murray, which I was my favorite QB on the board outside of the top two. Right, he was right. my third QB just because I love Kyler Murray in that offense. Um, they obviously have, uh, well, I'm not going to remember his name off the top of my head, Cliff Kingsbury um, yeah. is a running gun guy. I think coach Kyler Murray back in the day in college. And then you went Deontay Johnson, which is looking like a great pick. Go ahead. Um, De- so you went Deontay Johnson, Steelers. Great pick now because he's getting actually some play time. Yep. I kind of want to say it's funny enough pick. He fumbled the ball and you got minus two points for it. <laughs> I know. On, on a kick return or a punt return or something. It was a punt return. Yeah, he fumbled it and you know I started his campaign off negative two points. So <laughs> he had a rough first half actually. Um, yeah. He didn't really get much going. The second half he did much better, which I was pumped about. So I think he's going to do well. Yeah, has Juju Smith Schuster to lean on, so he's not going to get number one coverage. Looks really good. Very solid player. Uh, Mark Ingram was a keeper in the tenth round, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what round we're in. So that's that's not bad value. Again, I think JJ, JK Dobbins will beat him out by the end of the year. But to start off the year, you're going to get some points, and it's the tenth round. He had really, if you look at his team last year, his value for keepers wasn't amazing. He picked Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, um, uh-huh. so they're not bad. Then you have Tyler Higby go, which is a good tight end because Jared Goff loves tight ends. Um, and again, we obviously had the run on tight ends that already happened. I think year without one still, but. Um, outside of that, I think everyone else has one. I had my sleepers tight ends I wanted, but go ahead. Yeah, that's same with me, but I happened to get the Kittle pick early, so I just didn't. Melvin Gordon, that's a good punt because he's a new team. That's a good player. Just We know Melvin Gordon's a good running back. Especially this late, that's good value, I think. I think that's a solid pick right there. Gronk, risk, but again, we're all Patriots fans. We want to yeah. see Gronk do well with Tom Brady. Jordan Howard. Um, do we, though? Do we, though? I Well, I mean, they're not in our conference, so I'm okay with it. Discussion for another time. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, Jordan Howard. Then I, I went Will Fuller again. He's the he's if he stays healthy, that's a fantastic pick. Most likely he'll be injured multiple weeks a season, but again, was not going to be a starter for me, so I wasn't too fussed about it. Then we have Bill's defense. We had we said Gilly rounds out his team, rounded out his team right there. So now he has all his starters filled. 
Um, then he came back with Debo Samuel, which is a fantastic pick. Only drop because of the injury concerns, I think. Um, and then and then the Jimmy Garoppolo concerns in general. Uh, well, I went Zach Moss. IR right now. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. He had some injury concerns, which is why he dropped a little bit. Um, and yeah. then further dropped because of Jimmy Garoppolo. I went Zach Moss. We talked about it already. Don't really need to go over that. Yeah. I think Singletary, him and Singletary are going to split a ton. This late in the draft, I love that. Brandon Cooks, fantastic wide receiver, new team. Actually did yeah. really well week one as well. He's going to get concussed at least seven times, but the weeks he's healthy, he's usually pretty good. Uh, Philip Lindsay, injury concerns now, but again, once he comes back, he's probably the starter there. We'll see how that goes with um, Melvin Gordon. Yeah, and then Julian Edelman, fantastic wide receiver. Go ahead. No, sorry, you can say that because let's move before I move on. No, I was just going to say, plus they have the Steelers this week, so I mean... If there were ever a week for Philip Lindsay to miss, um, Melvin Gordon's going to have a terrible time. I mean, you saw what they did to the, um, Saquon Barker last week. Yeah, yeah, Steelers' uh, oh. defensive line is fantastic. Great, Great. against the run, so. But yeah, you're Julian Edmund again. Edmund. Yeah, fantastic pick again. Eb, who's not a Patriots fan, went nope. Julian Edmund. But I think us Patriots fans know to stay away from the Patriots players because they <laughs> spread the ball around so much. I mean, yep. Wilt is is that the first Patriots player picked? It has to be. Besides Tom Brady. Oh. Well, he's not Whoa, even a Patriots player. Where did that just come from? <laughs> a little slip of the tongue. Never mind. Yes, it is. I guess it is. Uh, then you have two Giants players, Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram. Uh, Beach gets his second tight end with Evan Ingram. Again, he went Jared Cook, so it's a riskier first tight end. I still, I, yep. I get why he had. I get why he went with two tight ends in this draft. A little early for me to have two. I still don't. I have one because the kid you don't have one at all. But again, I don't think either of those two were on your board for risk. Then you have Cream Hunt uh, as a keeper down here. Then you got your tight end with Hayden Hurst, which, again, you just love that offense. Give me all the Hayden Hurst I can get this year. Give you all yeah, the Atlanta Falcons you can get. <laughs> give me all the Atlanta Falcons passing offense. Yeah. Um, I mean, I obviously didn't get Julio, but Calvin Ridley, give me all that. Hayden Hurst had a kind of quiet week one. He had like seven points. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, he's new there. As he gets more acclimated with Matt Ryan and Matt Ryan trusts him more. I just think he's going to be nasty throughout the rest of the year. I'm so high on him. Um, tremendous upside with him this year. Yeah, especially that late. You're the last one to get a tight end. He's still available. That's one of the guys you're looking at. Um, there was yeah. two other guys that didn't get picked that I was looking at. But again, it's an eight-team league. There's only eight tight ends to go around. Few people pick two. Most of us don't. Um, no. So realistically, you're looking at 10 to 11 players tight ends get picked. There's, there's, there's 15 good tight ends, roughly. Good, good startable tight ends. So uh, obviously there's going to be some people that just don't get picked. Um, um, CD Lamb goes, which is a good one. Yeah. Uh, then Cortland Sutton's actually Tyler's second keeper, way down in round 12. Again, he's been injured so far, but that's going to be that's going to come back to be a very good pick um, when he gets started up. Because I, I just love that offense as well. Uh, I'm just a big Drew Locke guy. I shall see. Uh, and actually, it's, I didn't pick him up, but I did pick him up now this week. Was no uh, Noah Fant. Yeah. Um, Hunter Henry goes another tight end off the board. That is that. Oh, you're not the last prospect. That was actually Eb's first tight end. Um. So Hunter Henry, the last tight end starter, tight end to go, which again is a good pick. He was very, he's a very good player again. It's just scary offense. Yeah. Um. Dak Prescott goes again. That was another wide. Uh. I think quarterback that you and I were looking at. So once I saw him go, Definitely. I was like, I probably should pick a quarterback because I think these guys are going to start going too. Um, but all the quarterbacks I really would have picked earlier are gone at this point. Yeah, um, Golden Tate goes next. That's, again, just a punt in the dark and hope he turns out to be the Golden Tate of old. Don't hate that. This late in the draft. I went Josh Allen as my quarterback. Just has tremendous upside as fantasy uh, with the feet. 
His arm oh, yeah. could leave more to be desired accuracy-wise. Missed the wide-open touchdown last week, but we move. He still had a fantastic week, more than Patrick Mahomes. Um, carry on Johnson again. That's if DeAndre Swift doesn't work out. And just happens to not be a very good player in that offense. Looking really good after he dropped that pass to lose the game. Um, so Carrion Johnson could be number one there. You have Jerry Judy. Um, that's Gilly is a Broncos fan, so that's a rookie for the Broncos. Makes sense. Jerry Judy. Plus you have Cortland Sutton not playing, so I mean, yeah. you have a ton of potential right now. I think it'll be better when Cortland Sutton comes back. Yeah, honestly. So draw the coverage. Yeah, I went Christian Kirk, which is not already not on my team anymore. We don't need to talk about that much further. Um, Tevin Coleman. That's just back. Now we're just going back up here. Henry Ruggs the third, another rookie. The fastest 40 time ever, I think. Yep. Or second, I think top five, if it's not the fastest. Uh, then Austin Hooper. So he gets a backup tight end in case Hunter Henry doesn't work out. Don't hate that idea. Uh, this late in the draft. Again, there's not... As long as you're not picking a keeper or a defense, if you're even if you get one... I'm not... I don't pick the backup tight ends because I know there's going to be some more available, but I don't yeah, hate the exactly. idea this late. Then you have the second defense to go, I think, is the Patriots defense. Tyler went there a little bit early. Um, but again, at this point in the draft, it's like a starting defense might be important, especially the Pats defense, which was yeah. one of the number one defenses last year. James White goes, that's just PPR value potentially. Latavius Murray, you pick. Again, he's going to get a lot of rushes. Not a horrible pick, especially if Kamara held out. I think the day of the draft was. Good. Sorry, the day of the draft was like when Calvin Kamara, like, they were discussing him actually signing. So yeah. I was confident in my pick early. But honestly, it wasn't 100% yet, so. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, you were even consi- we were considering dropping him. And then, like, I think, I mean, you obviously stuck to your gun. But back to Latavius Murray, I think he's probably, like, the best handcuff. Maybe besides Kareem Hunt. But Kareem Hunt obviously has standalone value, so. Yeah, I think, I think like, yeah, by number one handcuff, I think most talented guy that's definitely not the starter. Yeah. I would, I would agree there. Um, and Kareem Hunt being one, one as well, especially in a PPR league, I think Kareem Hunt's better, which you did pick up two runs earlier, technically. Yeah. Uh, keeper. Then you went Jonu Smith, which is just a rookie tight end that you're, sure if he I turns would. out, then that's trade bait. Um, I mean, he did, he did well after he had like 14 points, touchdown. Yeah. So I was happy about that. Yeah, quarterback that's going to want to throw short, and, and it's an offense that likes to play short, run the ball, Derrick Henry. Um, and then play, any anytime you have like a running the ball, like sort of short yardage type of offense the tight end's usually pretty good vikings defense goes so we're starting to see the defenses go jalen yep. rager a rookie could turn out actually was hit we had only one catch but it's for 65 yards so it was an electric play yeah. um but uh then you have marlon mack who i assume is not on his team anymore because he's out for the year but actually a good pick down there now all things considering uh, how, how his first week went unfortunately you can't get anything outside of him then you have justin tucker so the kickers and defenses are really going raven's defense I don't think there's much to talk about with defense. You and I both don't like defense and kicker too much. No. Nope. So we pick yeah, them as the last two picks. So there's really not much to debate. I mean, everyone kind of does the rankings on these defenses. It's, yeah, exactly. I, I stream them. So like I'll, I already dropped my defense and picked up someone different. I didn't uh, only because the 40, I had the 49ers and they... Oh, yeah, they played the Jets. They didn't do well week. last week, but they were playing the... Yeah, they got the Giants. I think the Giants this week. Jets. Um, um, Jets. Jets this Jets week. Jets without right, Le'Veon or, Bell and without um, Jameson Crowder. So. Yeah, so I mean it's kind of a no brainer <laughs> start. Number for me, one defense, so. I think, in this week. I don't have to. I don't have to stream this week at least. Yeah. Um, I th- I throw my hat in the ring with the rookie wide receivers, and I go Justin Jefferson. Then you have Jameson Crowder, who's a good who's a good pick there. He's definitely um, Sam Darnold's number one guy there. Uh, happens to be injured though. Uh, Jarvis Landry, 
I went, and then the rest is basically kickers and defense. So I had to pick my guy, Rodrigo, but I'm not going to break down the rest of that because it's all kickers and defenses. Blank and chip. Um, I had to go, Rodrigo. Yeah, so I mean, that's kind of, that's our draft rundown for this year. Um, You know, like Rob said, we try to do it as late as possible because it's just so much changes every day, especially this year with COVID and, you know, contract extensions, holdouts. I mean, I feel like those are coming, you know, more and more every year. Um, You know, I personally was super happy with my draft. I got pretty much everyone I wanted. Um, I would have loved to have Jonathan Taylor or J.K. Dobbins, but, you know, I love my, you know, I love my starter value, my keeper value. I'm sure you feel the same, Rob. Um, yeah, my keepers probably won't change this year because they're top ten <laughs> running backs. Probably I have not. Dalvin Cook and, and and our rules. I didn't think we said in the beginning was two. You get them two years, so you can keep them two. So you have them three years. The year you draft, which I almost slipped off the camera. The year you draft them, the first time you keep them, and the second time you keep them. So I'm gonna have them next year, no matter what. So next year is when I'm gonna really think about keeper value in the draft. This year I was able to draft just freely and just give me the guys when I want them. So was, that's how I end up getting J.K. Dobbins and sort of some some of those picks. I picked them around earlier because. Even though they're less keeper valued, there's no chance I'm really going to keep them. Most like, most likely. Yeah. I say that now. Of the keepers that you have. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. So that's kind of the rundown of our draft. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed, you know, looking into our league and our draft, and you know, we hope we provided some good insight. Um, you know, like I said earlier, we're going to have a lot of um, blog content posted as well. I have some up there now. Um, our correspondent Ian's going to be writing, having a real good write up. Um, for the upcoming games this week. We'll be, we're excited to post that tomorrow morning. Um, probably the morning you're listening to this, by the way, because this will probably be up yes. Sunday, on Saturday. Yes. So you're probably, if you're listening to this today, it comes out Saturday. The blog will already be up. All that, all those links will be in the below. We have an Instagram, a Twitter as well. We'll be tweeting out updates on injuries and stuff like that and who we like. Um, those will yeah. all, all those links will be down below in the description, whether you're on YouTube or iTunes or Spotify. You should see all these links below. Um, so follow us on all those too for those updates. And then we also will tweet out when the blogs go live. So if you're if you're not hitting refresh on the blog page, you'll know from our tweets or Instagram when the blog's live. Yeah, took the word was right out of my mouth, but I mean you said it beautiful. Um, Appreciate that. <laughs> so I guess so I guess so I guess on that note, um, you know, again, thank you guys for coming and listening. Um, we're super excited to get this going on behalf of me, myself, or excuse me, me, Rob, and Tyler. Um, we're honored you came to listen today. We're, um, we're very excited to continue to get this off the ground, get more content out to you guys. Um, you know, we hope you have a great weekend. We hope you're all safe and healthy, you and your family as well. Um, and we look forward to catching up with you all soon.
print dancing on the people rolled up at the after joint dancing dancing on the people people dancing on the people i got people on the people people dancing on the people with the people on the people smoking co2 see me see you dancing on the people climb up 